If you like betting on golf But everyone that you back misses the cut Get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf betting system is the golf betting system Greetings, welcome to the Golf Betting System Podcast. This is our 2023 Masters Tournament Tips Podcast. Barry O'Hanrahan and Paul Williams join me, Steve Bamford, to discuss this year's first major championship. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, guys. Morning, guys. Please subscribe to this podcast as you drive the popularity of the show. This podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be gambler. You can visit at begamblerware.org for more info, and of course, please bet responsibly. Visit our world-famous golf betting system website with our in-depth betting preview. We've got our research preview, which has done record amounts of visits. We've also got our brand spanking new predictor model. All of these features, like this podcast, are completely free of charge. There is no paywall. We're available on Twitter. Why don't you give us a follow? Barry is at A Good Talk Golf. Paul is at Golf Betting. I am at Bamford Golf. Subscribe to the Steve Bamford Golf YouTube channel where this podcast is available along with my weekly golf betting show. If you are listening to this podcast on YouTube, please give us a like. Now, you guys as listeners power this podcast, so we need your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. As ever, for those of you who leave a review, I will read them out at the start of a future show. Leave your name and where you are in the review. I'd be 100% honest, this is our last review. So please, especially if you like this con- on, like the content, and we know that this is likely to be our biggest ever podcast, can you spend 30 seconds to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please? That'd be absolutely fantastic. And just press the five-star button on Spotify as well. That'd be great. Right, this one is entitled Enlightening Golf Info that's well worth a listen. Five stars. I have to say... I have shortened this on the basis it was about 4,000 words in length. (laughs) Regular listener and enjoy the show, particularly the breakdown of the data on what the winner will need to be good at each respective week. Off the tee, putting, etc. Loving Steve's post-it note of doom. Can you please make it a monthly slot? At the moment, I could make it a weekly slot. That's the (laughs) way it's going. The listeners are here. Yeah, exactly. uh, Chris Kirk, I might add him to it. Uh, The listeners are here to listen to informed opinions. Naturally, they will occasionally be wrong, but that's okay. Don't worry about it. The people who listen to an hour-long golf show know that it's a game of opinions and percentage calls. And that's from Baby Lena Berry. And he is in on the good island of Ireland, Barry. Love it. stuff. Love it. Yeah, I've, I've read through the, the uh, entire uh, wording of that. It's fantastic to get such detailed uh, feedback from our listeners. Yes. So thanks for taking the time to do that. Really good. That's that's a valid point, Paul. We have made a note, Baby Lean, of what you've written, all 4,000 words, and we are taking some of those things forward. So just bear with us on that. But, yeah, thank you for your feedback. More reviews, please, listeners. So please get some reviews in this week. We would uh, be very, very appreciative. Um, This is likely to be our biggest ever show. Um, 
golf betting system yesterday we just we had record numbers coming to the site using all of our facilities so um it's fantastic um it's such a it, i think a lot of this is guys it's just the tournament is so um, exciting this year it's wide open uh, we've got the best players in the world playing including those from live there's so many different dynamics to it and now we've got a weather forecast that looks like armageddon yeah so um, it's going to be one of those podcasts uh, that, that's going to be very busy, very, very busy. Um, let's minimise last week. Um, I was getting excited when Chris Kirk was within two of the of the lead. Um, I think it was seventh hole. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and then he didn't even get me in each way place. So. Um, that's the kind of performance that gets you very close to my post-it note of doom. <laughs> my post-it of note of doom that also includes Patrick Rogers. So I think uh, we saw the real Patrick Rogers, um, what he he's capable of on a, in, in a tournament, aren't we? Absolutely phenomenal play for 36 holes, and then you just know that he's... I kept saying to myself, the real lead at halfway isn't 13 under, it's gone mm. to 9 under, because yeah. Patrick Rogers won't win. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's why Patrick Rogers is on the post at Note of Doom. Yeah, there's some players just you you look at them in that position and you just know it's a you know it's a false position, don't you? Shame shame about Kirk because he couldn't win from where he was on that final hole, and to bang it in the water with his approach shot when a par would have been good enough for you for an each way place is is disappointing. Yeah, it kills you, doesn't it? Mm. It's the hope that kills you. Yeah, I think you guys, uh, you got something back, didn't you, um, Barry, with Padraig, with your 12, 12 places. places each way strategy that you use via Bet365 each mm. way extra. Yeah, got chopped a little bit, but, you know, I, that was pretty good considering it was his first top 10 on the PGA Tour in two years. Mm. I pick, picked that nugget up somewhere in the last couple of days, but... I mean, Paul, did you go 12 places or did you get greedy? <laughs> Paul, 12 places? No, okay. Oh. Paul, went, Paul probably went for the shortened three-place market. <laughs> he he went for odds. the full loss market. Yeah, I, I had him eight places, so um, at 200 to 1. So, and again, you know, a bit like Kirk, it's just disappointing to, to not get anything back in the end because he finished in a tie for 10th. Uh, he mm. missed a three foot. Oh, he missed a four foot for par coming home, and you make those two putts. It's a, it, well, in fact, it wouldn't have been. It'd, it'd have been slightly chopped for a payout because he would he, he would have ended up chopping the payout by being in that uh, tie for sixth. But I'd have taken that. <laughs> what can you do? You know, it, it, best thing to do. The best thing, Paul. Let's, let's just forget about it and talk about the masters. Yeah, go on. That's, that sounds like a much better idea. Let's do that. Let's do that, shall we? Right. The first thing to point out for listeners is there's a myriad of different avenues of attack this week in terms of betting. Now, we mentioned in first point of contact here, we we did a research podcast on Friday. I mean, it's had record numbers of listens and downloads, so thank you for that. But if you haven't listened to it, give it a listen because we go into some real detail about um, what you need around here to win in terms of player shape, uh, in terms of ball flight, 
power off the tea, a myriad of different trends. Give that a listen. It's well worth your time. Within that, we highlighted Boyle Sports. They are offering uh, a default eight places each way market, a 50 odds, the place. You can also back your players there, though, at six places each way, 10 places each way, or 12 places each way. So well worth looking into the Boyle Sports proposition on that. Pick a place, they call it. We also have a brand or an exclusive new customer offer on Boyle Sports, which you can pick up if you go to my betting preview, which I put a link in the description too. So if you haven't got a Boyle Sports account, you even get an exclusive boosted offer via golf betting system. The other bookmaker I'm going to highlight, though, this week is Bet365. They've gone a default eight places each way of 50 odds. So if you back on their um, winner market, you'll be getting eight places each way if you place an each way bet. Now, I've used them on four of my six Masters tips. Right now, as we record the pod on Tuesday morning over here in the UK, they are offering market best odds and eight places each way on Scheffler, McElroy, Rahm, Spieth, Cantlay, Schofelli, Morikawa, Young, Kepka, Burns, Zalatoris, Connors, Hatton, and plenty more. Uh, we recommend Bet365 if you are 18 plus and do not have a Bet365 sports account. You can find details of their current Bet10 pounds, get £30 in free bets, new customer promotion, plus a link through to that very offer with T's and C's in the podcast description. Don't forget to use the bonus code SPORT30 when registering. So Bet365, we've got Boyle Sports, two good bookmakers to be using at the 2023 Masters. First point here, we can go into the course and whatever. I'm trying to make sense of this weather. Mm. And I, I don't know sitting in Hertfordshire or just outside of Dublin or in Bedfordshire like the three of us are, whether we can make sense of the weather based upon the forecast we're seeing. But safe to say, I think I'm in the safe camp by saying, I don't think the weather this year is going to be your typical Masters weather. <laughs> would that be correct it does look a little bit up and down doesn't it or more down than up particularly with the temperatures my summary would be someone that's been keeping close to this now for almost five days Thursday 26 degrees Celsius so warm not a lot of wind It looks like it might start raining with thunderstorms towards the end of that day. So, theoretically, the laters might get hauled off the course. And that's often, as we know with Augusta, when the better scoring comes later on in the day when it the does. wind disappears a little bit. And in, in the wind, and certainly the gust, gustiness of the wind, seems to die down mm. again towards the end of the day on Thursday. So, those tea times yeah. are going to be all critical, I think. <clears throat> You have to be, and I said this in the golf betting show I recorded yesterday, if you just go back and look, the only person that basically is beyond this was Tiger Woods. He ended the first day in 2019 in 12th place, but he was within four of the lead. If you're not within four shots of the lead or in the, in the top 12, you're not going to win the Masters. That's just the way it works. This course is terrible, terrible for players coming off the pace and winning. It's pretty 
impossible. So we need players on Thursday that are in, in the very best conditions, shoot a nice 66, 67, 68, get themselves in location. And then from Friday on, wow, I, I can't really make a lot of sense of it. All it looks like, high, high precipitation rates. Um, you know, we're looking at 50 to 60 plus going on to 80 plus on Friday. Um, Saturday looks a complete and utter washout, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 90% chance rain all day. The patrons are just going to be sitting there under their, uh, what do they call it? I keep thinking cagoules, but it's not cagoules, is it? They're just going to be sitting there. And and, and Sunday, the, the precipitation chances are less, but you're still looking at like um, in the morning 50 to 60%, and then it does seem to free up in the afternoon. So sub 50% from about 11 o'clock onwards for rain. So it looks like we will be getting play on Sunday yep. in the afternoon at the very least. You, I'd be amazed if this isn't a Monday finish looking at this forecast. It does look a bit uh, bit grim. It's not just the rain as well. The temperatures on Saturday, I'm seeing a maximum of nine degrees during the course of the day. Ain't it's it? like an open championship. Yeah. Nine degrees. What's that? Forty-eight, forty-nine Fahrenheit. That's yeah. That's that's cold. <laughs> cold There's this other view out there, Paul. Right. That I keep reading about yeah. that. They people keep also saying that it's going to be a soft golf course. Yeah. So you know the scoring going to be. You know, it's going to be lights out scoring. The one thing I'll say about that is I'm also seeing gusts up to thirty miles an hour on mm. Saturday. Gusts over twenty miles an hour on Sunday. So it's not going to be cakewalk. No, no, and we know no matter And it's how, going to be extremely cold, so the ball's not going to travel very no, it's, far. It's a long course as well, isn't it? Long oh, why course. Are they rolling back, why are they rolling back the ball? It's ridiculous. We need the ball to go as far as possible when it gets a little bit cold. <laughs> the, what, yeah. Just to cut in, the good news is between last night and this morning, Monday into Tuesday, the weather forecast has changed quite dramatically. The bad news is it's got worse than it was last <laughs> night, but but that give, the fact that there's a few different uh, weather resources I use are all changing quite dramatically it means there's a chance it won't be as bad as it looks like it's going to be, but it could be even worse. So I don't know with the weather, it's the usual. This is Tuesday morning, and we're looking to Saturday and Sunday. When when can they get a you know good? Yeah. Accurate Agreed. within thirty six hours, forty eight hours, or really accurate. So, yeah, we need a need a bit of luck to not have a Tuesday finish, though. By the look, by the way, things are lining up right now. Yeah, can one of you um, can one of you get on your computer? Can one of you get a Celsius to Fahrenheit Google search up for me? Because I'm going to read out some Celsius. That's, yeah, go on. Um, I'll, I'll temperatures. Know I want you. To, I have it. Oh, oh, you know them. Well, you're you're, you're, such, you're an intelligent boy, about, uh, Paul. Right, 26 degrees Celsius on Thursday. Yeah, 78. 79. Oh, he is good. Okay, I'm, uh, Paul, you're on the spotlight here. I'm not even going to use Google. <laughs> That's the day, Thursday. If, if you're not playing well Thursday and you're not on the pace, forget about that as a winner. Friday, 20 degrees Celsius. Mm, 68. Saturday, 
Nine degrees yeah. Celsius. Gonna be proper chilly, as I said, it's about forty-eight that so Yeah, you'd be able to see your breath when you're breathing out there. Sunday, day of two halves. Prior to eleven o'clock, ten degrees Celsius. Mm. Fifty, yeah. And then after lunchtime, it's warming to seventeen degrees Celsius. <laughs> yeah, sixty-three. There you go. Hopefully that they were all correct. Uh, Monday, if we encroach, uh, in the morning from 9 o'clock, it's 9 degrees Celsius again, and then it warms through the day. But it's it's still only going up to about 19 degrees, which is not your standard Masters. No. Now, we're prepared. used to 27, 28 degrees. Well, yeah. I mean, on Wednesday, the practice rounds, it's <laughs> going to be up to about 31. So it's... Um, oh, it's dr- mad. Dramatic change. Yeah, whether that... That must... <laughs> This whole situation, the course superintendent and his staff, they must be tearing their hair out. 31 degrees on practice day Wednesday. Mm. And then it's going to be 9 degrees and hammering down with rain on Saturday if these forecasts are correct. And as you described in your preview, Northern European conditions, you know, does that then swing the pendulum towards the, uh, towards the European players? The uh, the players who may well be more oh you know or potentially the you know some of the players who who play in, you know Canada I guess that are more used to this kind of stuff these kind of conditions we'll see adds another narrative to it all though <clears throat> um, I just quickly need to mention Paul we forgot majors competition ends. When the first tee shots on Thursday, sponsored by Bet365, we've got £250 of cash up for grabs as yep. prizes for across first, second and third. Um, I've put a link in the description of the podcast. We are getting a massive influx of entries. It's a one and done, one player only al- allowed across the, um, each of the four majors. Um, you can enter email, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. All of the entry um Everything you need to know to enter is basically available on that page that I've put into the description box. So make sure you enter. That first tee shot on Thursday, game over. Yep. Which will probably be, we'll have to wait until the tee times, but to be on the safe side, I'd be getting your entries in before noon, British Summertime BST on Thursday. First tee is likely to be a little bit after that, but to be on the safe side, get it in Thursday morning and yeah, best of luck. This golf course is going to play so long. They've extended it this year to 7,545 yards. They've extended the 13th. As I said earlier, all of the detail is on our research podcast, the podcast before this. With no run on the fairways likely from Friday onwards, wow. And cold conditions. And gusting 20 to 30 miles an hour winds. I was kind of torn whether this is going to help the scoring or hinder the scoring. And the more you're seeing of this forecast, I can't help but think it's going to hinder it. Mm. Even though the golf course is going to be soft. Yeah. Yeah, it's unlikely to get away. And um, even if it is, you know, if the conditions, the sub-air, they can quickly get a red of a lot of moisture but Saturday given that it's going to be 
continuous, that seems seems unlikely. So let's see if they play. You know, if there's, particularly if there's no electrical activity, then it's uh, well, <laughs> we will see. As Barry said, it's probably all going to change by then. Yeah. The highest score we've seen win this uh, was Willett in 2016. He won at five under. The lowest we saw was Dustin Johnson in November <clears throat> on a golf course that they just couldn't get firm because it was in November and the temperatures, air temperatures weren't high enough. Yeah. Uh, he won at 20 under. The wind that year did lie down, though. It literally only reached 20 miles an hour in the final round. Apart mm. from that, it was 5 to 10 and it was lights out. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's single-digit winning total or the last two years have been 10 under, both Scheffler and Matsuama. <clears throat> if they play a big chunk of this on Monday on a soft golf course with little wind, the scoring will become a lot easier In on whatever chunk of the tournament they're playing at that point. Greens this week, we've looked, we're talking bent grass greens. The first bent grass green tournament we have played so far in 2023 on the PGA Tour. Pure bent grass, the A1 pen. Uh, six and a half thousand feet square feet. The greens are very, very undulating. But yes, yeah, 7,545 yards, and it's going to play a lot longer than that. A lot longer. Is there anything you want to say, chaps, before we move on to our tips and picks? No, I don't think so. I think it's yeah. the the, the early narrative um, across social media is, of course, about the conditions and how and who that may favour. And uh, you know, again, sitting here early on a Tuesday is difficult to preempt that but it does look like it's going to be there's going to be something to contend with and I do think that needs to be factored into into your your, your uh, thought process it doesn't look like there's going to be an over overly big draw bias judging by the uh, forecast right now but uh, these things can change so no we've just got to suck it and see I think My first thought on this was I wanted to find players that I could see had a record in tournaments where wind, rain and cold temperatures were a factor. Mm. <clears throat> you know, players that are, I don't know, what's a, what's a great example? You know, players that are winning at south wind in August in 33 degrees Celsius conditions, this isn't going to be that. A lot of this is going to be a mental game, especially if they're playing a lot of golf in the rain. Yep. Mm. So for me, any kind of link to a difficult open championship was something I put a good emphasis on. Um, I think the PGA Championship from last year featured a couple of rounds that were coldish and lots of wind. There was also a tournament that we should remember well, Barry, from last year was the one they played at TPC Potomac, which was the one that 
Homer one with us on board, that was played in the final 36 holes of that were in 20 to 30 mile an hour gusting winds and temperatures that were between 9 and 10 Celsius, just outside of Washington, D.C., Wait, so what you're trying to say is Homer's winning this and we can just wrap up the pod right now. I'm, 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 this is Christmas. I mean, I, I, I was about to ask you, could we get the, uh, the website predictor, but could we angle it as if it's a, an open championship setup with wind and rain and cold condition, you know, factors that we can slide up to the t- to 10 yeah. The predictor does have soft conditions and it does have wind conditions on there. So if you want to, if you want to maximise those to ten apiece and read out the names, you're more than welcome to do that. that those factors have been loaded. I mean, that tournament at Potomac, the Wells Fargo, was pretty crazy. Eight under one Homer. Um, it had Keegan Bradley second, Fitzpatrick second, Cam Young second, Rory McIlroy fifth. So there's some players there <clears throat> that you- can handle. I mean, it was a tote. That's a tree-lined, tough golf course, but it's certainly in seven thousand nine hundred yards yeah. in, in length when you throw everything at it. But there's players there that can grind. Homer, Bradley, Fitzpatrick, Young, McElroy. For no particular reason, um, I'm going to give you the top fourteen players maxed out for wind, positive, and soft golf courses. No, in in 14th place is Max Homer. 13 Cam stop, Smith. Stop there then, Barry. Yeah, I, I believe so, yeah. Uh, and then running from, I don't know. <laughs> then we have Schofler, Hovland, uh, Keegan Bradley, who should be on three or four post-it notes by now, but is not for some reason. DJ, Kepka, Cantley, Rose, Sungjae, Ram, Fino, McElroy, and Justin Thomas. Mm. Some likely contenders there. So nothing crazy there, right? From what you like, for, if you punch in a whole bunch of different parameters on like strokes gained, tee to green for the season, I, a lot of these guys are getting in there as well. So I think it's just high quality players can handle these more difficult conditions. Mm. Yeah. What happens, Barry, if you crank up the technical score? So that's scoring that's ten under and higher to ten as well. Is the so you're basically really turning the screw. It's, it's it's US Open major championship tough. I expect the names don't change because, you know, I would have thought JT, McElroy, they're all going to stay there. What's that called here now, the technical on this new slider? Is it classic? No, it's not classical score. Classical, mid-score, long course. Oh, use mid-score. Use mid-score, sorry. Okay. Use that one. What's it uh, doing? Again... Um, Nothing really changed. Not a lot of change. No. No, and that makes a level of sense because, as you say, you're in a top quality field with yeah top quality players. players. Yeah, it'll correlate the mid score mm. with those conditions. You should get a kind of a mid or technical scoring. Even mm. changing it to a long course, Rory then just jumps into a tie with JT. So yeah, the the same kind of. Skill sets that can help you manage a windy and soft course will result in a mid-scoring. I don't know. I don't know what you two think, but in my view, I don't think that you can classify what we're about to see at Augusta to a U.S. Open because even though it's going to be tough 
weather conditions, the golf course isn't set up to play like a US Open. No, no. It's no. still wide off the tee, no rough, first cut. Yeah, it still tends to be scorable, doesn't it? And it's, as you said, it's, even yeah. in the tough year that Willett won, that was still you know, mid digits underscore and under par wasn't it so it, it, you know you won't get into plus twos and plus fours like you would doing a, a tough us open so yeah it kind of feels to me maybe 10 under again that you know that, that's a fairly atypical score at augusta and um you know with, with mixed conditions scorable thursday and then question marks from there on um it could be a similar kind of number with the weather changing so much, has that like put doubt in you got in your guys' minds about who you've picked, or has it kind of reinforced your thoughts or your bets? Well, for me, in something like this, when you've got wind, you've got rain, you've got cold, I want somebody that's got an excellent short game. <clears throat> I don't think the skill sets change overly. I think, you know, it's Augusta National. Top quality approach, fantastic scrambling and around the green game. I don't see that changing a great deal. Mm. It might theoretically help the, the longer players with the fact that if you're carrying the ball further and there's no roll on the fairways. This, again, is all theoretical. We've seen with Augusta and their sub-air. Who knows? Uh, we, we just don't know. We're not going to find out until Friday. That's the point. I, I, I just think Jordan Spieth. I, I, I've, I've thought that for weeks, just watching him play. So Spieth was always going to be my top tip. Yeah. Can he handle cold, windy conditions? Well, tick. Have you seen his Open Championship record? Um, he said in an interview yesterday at Augusta, he would probably prefer it firm and fiery, but... I still think that he can get round this golf course. He's got enough pop off the tee. So yeah, for me, I, I, I've I've gone with Spieth as my main tip this year. Three points each way at sixteen to one on Jordan Spieth. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you as well, Steve. I, I I of the players at the top of the market. I know you've got you've got the three guys um, at the very top: the Scheffler, um, Rahm, McElroy trio, but. Um, yeah, just below that, Spieth really does appeal at the at the price sixteen to one. Um, won this in twenty fifteen, won the U.S. Open in twenty fifteen as well, didn't he? Open Championship twenty seventeen, proper major performer. And uh, you know, a few years on now, um, no majors since. And it's approaching his thirtieth birthday. That kind of focuses the mind a bit, doesn't it? Become a father, married man now. Um, perhaps we'll see this resurgence. Uh, from Jordan Spieth. There was an interesting point that you raised the other day um, about Easter Sunday, which is when this event finishes. Um, 2021, he won the Valero Texas Open that finished on Easter Sunday. 2022, he won the RBC Heritage that finished on Easter Sunday. This would make it three years on the trot should he lift or should he put the green jacket on on Sunday could be written in the stars. I always say that virtually all, and Hideki Matsuama is a definite outlier, but a lot of major Masters winners 
have an excellent run into the tournament mm. in terms of their form. And you just look at Spieth. Sixth in Phoenix, Phoenix, fourth at Bay Hill, third at Tampa. Yeah. And it was his, his it was his strokes gain numbers that got me across my eight week trackers. For for new listeners, I track over eight week moving windows, uh, all strokes gain stats. Third for approach in this field, he ranked twelfth prior to last year. Third for around the green, he ranked forty seventh for the hat category last year. Second for T to green, he was twenty eighth last year. Sixth for strokes gained current form over the last eight weeks. He was 55th in that category last year. Mm. So I just showed you. Now he's playing a totally different game of golf than he was 12 months ago when he missed the cut. Yep. So, yeah. I, d- I don't see this forecast and all the uncertainty and the wind, the cold, the rain. I don't see Jordan Spieth being blown out of the water by that. You you are you actually asked the question, Barry. What's your answer to your own question? Has it changed your mind on any of the players that you've you've been telling me over the last fourteen days that you were not yeah. going to back or going to back? Well, I did have to do a complete 180. I, I, by speed. the way, I've noted them all here, so I know exactly <laughs> who you said you weren't um, going I, to back, and and I'm just waiting for you to change your mind and go 360. i got to say, well played. Nicely tracked. Uh, I've completely 180'd on speed. It's, it, it, was, it felt like too bold a move with the overwhelming weight of evidence and wanting to be right on something that's, un, you know, there was no, yeah, I had to just jump around. I can't even verbalize it. I have backed Spieth. He's one of, yeah, he's my multi-point bet for the week on the, you know, the bets place this week. So yeah. I'm with you guys. Nothing has changed about, like the weather just wouldn't have changed anything about that bet. Uh, I placed it yesterday. It looked a bit gnarly, but that's fine for me with him. I, I don't know what else to say. Like, the guy's playing fantastic. Watched his press conference yesterday. Seemed in a nice place. Mm. I, um, yeah, let's, let's roll it. See what happens. The other thing I think is worth in note is that, for me, the players that have got all of the pressure this week, it's so obvious. It's Scotty Scheffler and it's Rory McIlroy. Yeah. Someone just under those... Even a John Rahm, because everyone's now saying, oh, John Rahm, finished, game's gone downhill. So he's he's getting no heat either. It's those two, they're getting all the spotlight. So if, if you're in good nick and you're just under the surface, I think you're in a great place mentally going into this. Because everyone's thinking, well, Scotty should win the world number one or Rory's going to win and get the Grand Slam. And if you're not under those two spotlights, you're not getting a lot of heat. Mm. Which kind of plays into my second tip. I've gone with Justin Thomas. Now, Justin Thomas, on that on our predictor model, is the most successful player over the last five years on soft golf courses. Yep. The one thing JT has got to do... He's got to have a chat with Tiger and say to Tiger, Tiger, how do I make sure that I get a good opening round at Augusta? 
and not shoot himself out of it on Thursday because he's got a great habit of doing that, just like Rory McIlroy's had over the last four years. What did he shoot? Seventy six last year or something, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, I, I remember every. I remember every shot on the front nine pole. I was pulling my hair out and jumping out the window. <laughs> There's people ripping the course apart, and he's hitting it left, right, and centre, and yeah, missing yeah. two foot putts for birdie. Mm. JT Thursday is by far the most important day for JT. Are you on JT, Baron? Because you've said all along you were going to be. I am. I did. I stuck with it. I didn't get the the fear uh, or some stupid creeping thought to get me to jump somewhere else. Now I back JT as well. Our rationale last week on the research podcast was at these prices, we would prioritise Justin Thomas over Patrick Cantlay. Purely on major championship performances prior to this. Now we even I listened to the podcast yesterday, and we, you and I, Barry, were saying, "I wonder if Paul's going for Patrick Cantlay this week." So, Paul, are you going for Patrick Cantlay this week? No, I, I struggle to get excited about Patrick Cantlay. No, I, I've, I've left him alone. I've got another one near the top there. Um, I have um, some a few more exotic bets that I'll be publishing, um, probably to coincide with the output of this um, podcast actually and um, one of which does include JT and that is a dual forecast with um, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth which means they can finish um, first and second in either order um, and that is currently 190 to 1 with bet 365 what about ties like yeah 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 um, the dual forecast. If there's um, ties for second place, then um, it gets, gets tr- reduced pro rata. Just wish a um, bookie would give a juicy price and not have ties kicking in. But if these two guys are, you know, I I can see them. Um, you know, one scenario I can see is these two kind of best of friends just disappearing off into the distance, battling it out, and uh, you know, a, a playoff potentially or a speed first um, uh, JT second, which would probably be the way that I would most likely see it. Should they both be up there? But yeah, I, I, mm. I haven't backed JT outright. I've, um, I've only included him in that, but um, yeah, I thought that was um, a nice little side bet. Um, if you want to go the whole hog and say JT first, sorry, um, speed first, JT second, that was 350 to one, which, Again, if you're back in the duel, I wouldn't overly put you off uh, having a quid on that just to uh, chance your arm. So you've had five points on each of those, have you? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, just tilting after the uh, Harrington bet on uh, Sunday. No, just a little speculative um, punt on that. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's the way that I've kind of covered uh, JT off. Of the guys at the top of the market, the only one that I have backed in any capacity is Xander Schauffele, and that's in the without market. That's without the top five. So that's without Scheffler, without Ram, McElroy, Spieth, and Patrick Cantlay. Uh, and in that market, Xander Schauffele is 16 to 1 with Betfred. Really? Oh, wow. That's a good price. With six places each. That's, that's a good bet. Yeah, no, I like that, because if you take those five out, um, and any of those five could conceivably win this tournament, um, then... Take those five out of the equation. Xander could win that market. 
Now, of course, he's got JT in that market. He's got Tony Finnau in that market. Finnau and JT are slightly shorter. They're 14 to 1. Xander's 16. Um, and, you know, given that he's kind of 20, 22 to 1, 25 to 1 max, depending on how many places you want in the outright market, I think 16's for that with those five um, disappeared is uh, is good value. And we know he's a major performer. He's finished second and third here at Augusta. Um, brilliant record at the US Open over the years. Five top seven finishes. Uh, finished runner-up to Francesco Molinari at Carnoustie, didn't he, back in 2018. Some decent recent form as well. Made the quarters at the match play and uh, we've seen a few sparks before that in 2023. So... Um, yeah, that's. I wanted to, and I mentioned it in the preview pod. I wanted to find a market for Xander, and that is how I'm going to play him this week, sixteen to one, and then without market. I don't know about you, you two as well. I think conditions like this, course experience is going to be vital, and I mm-hmm. think having a good caddy on the bag is going to be worth its weight in gold this week. Yep. You know, we've got Grella with Spieth, tick. We've got Bones Mackay with JT. I mean, if you want a guy that's got experience with Augusta National, Jim Bones Mackay, he's won it three times with Mickelson with eight additional top five finishes. I wouldn't assume there's a diff- There's a kind of a wind or a kind of turf condition or something that Jim Bones Mackay hasn't seen over all those years. Mm-hmm. I think that could be vital. It also swung my arm on Cam Young because he's got Paul Tesori on the bag. And you think Paul Tesori, you think Webb Simpson. Well, Webb Simpson, he's not got the best record at Augusta. But then you actually look at it. Simpson's finished 20th, 5th, 10th and 12th around here in four of his last five visits. And Webb Simpson... Hasn't got the raw materials to win a green jacket. Just hasn't got the game. So for him to finish 20th, 5th, 10th and 12th says to me that those two in combination knew how to get round here and knew exactly what they needed to do to maximise every last inch of potential that Simpson had around here. Now you then transfer that to Cam Young who has got the perfect game to play around here. Power, height of approach, fantastic powerful birdie ability. And we saw at the world match play that Young, who Tazori took the bag, and all of a sudden Young is dishing out plenty of pain to his, you know, Davis Thompson, Connors, beat Corey Connors, who then went on to win last week, Sepp Straka, who got a hole in one in practice yesterday. He beat Billy Horshaw, who's won that match play before. Kirk Kitayama, who's in good nick. Kitayama, that that he's a, he's a decent shout this week in these bad conditions. And he beat Rory McIlroy in the semi, who is a seven to one chance for this. So I took the twenty eight to one. And Paul, you keep saying, and we we've, we've mentioned it a lot. Last five winners of this, um, have finished in the top thirteen. Is that correct? Of at the, the previous, previous major. Previous major major championship, yeah. Cam Young finished second at the at St Andrews, didn't he? At mm-hmm. the British at the Open Championship. I almost said British Open. How dare I? Hmm. Yep. So yeah, Cam Young. I know. I know he's only played here once. He missed the cut, but that is this isn't Cam Young from twelve months ago. This is Cam Young now, who has finished in the top three in th- two of his last three majors. 
So I took him 28 to 1. One and a half points each way on Cam Young. Mm-hmm. I actually don't see the conditions blowing him out of the water either because we mentioned, you know, TPC Potomac, he was in the top three for that. Um, it was cold at St Andrews the first opening days. I, I know it's 17 degrees Celsius and it was blowing up to 30 miles an hour. And he was um, at the top of the leaderboard going into the weekend. And you just think about the guy's geography. Um, grew up just uh, 30 miles north of the Big Apple. And he also went to Wake Forest in Carolina. So, you know, he's, he's got an affinity with this air part of the of the country. And the fact he grew up in the New York State, you can just imagine some of the golf that he's, the conditions he's played in growing up over the years up there. So, yeah, Cam Young for me, 28 to 1. He was my next selection. I've got two more. I've got one at 40 to 1. Oh, sorry, sorry, I've got three more. I've got one at 40 to 1, one at 55 to 1, and a big price at 125 to 1. I'll hand it over to you for the next couple of minutes. Yeah, I've 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 only got a couple well, again, I've got some uh, some more um side markets, one of which actually does involve Jordan Spieth again. Um, and I've gone wire to wire on Jordan Spieth at 125 to 1. Um, that again, that's with bet three six five. Um, now with wire to wire, you just need to sit at the top of the leaderboard or joint top um, at the end of all four days. So <laughs> sounds easier said than done. But given his sixteen to one outright, one hundred twenty five to one um, isn't inconceivable, particularly when you consider that it's been done five times here in the past. Um, Arnold Palmer did it in nineteen sixty. Jack Nicklaus in seventy two. The last person to do it here was Jordan Spieth in 2015. Uh, he did exactly the same thing when he won the Open Championship a couple of years later. He's done it twice since in regular PGA Tour events. So Jordan Spieth, four times in his career, has gone wire to wire. Uh, and that means, he, effectively, he's got to get to, a, get to a fast start. He's got to get out of the blocks quickly. Nine starts here. He's been first-round leader three times from nine starts. Um, he was his first round leader as recently as Waiile back in uh, January, open with a 64 there. Uh, again, just a nice little side market, but uh, 125 to 1, Jordan Spieth, wire to wire, I couldn't resist that. Um, I've got one long shot's the same as yours, so I won't steal your thunder. The other one I have backed is Mito Pereira, 125 yeah. to 1. Uh, again, that was bet 365. They've got some cracking prices this week, bet 365. We discussed Mito off mic, didn't we, last week? We did, he's yeah. Play, he's l- playing some very nice golf on that exhibition tour, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's, he's, of, of the players that seem to be just uh, banking a check and uh, you know, turning up each week, Mito seems to be playing some, some really nice progressive golf. Uh, 15th, 6th and 5th in his three live starts so far this year. Uh, long enough to tackle this. Um, he's been top seven for driving distance in each of those uh, three starts on the live tour as well. What number? I mean, we don't get full strokes gain that come out of lives. Uh, live live starts. We just get some basic stats. But of what we can glean, fourth, second, and first for greens and regulation from his yeah. three starts. Tenth, twelfth, and first again for scrambling. That first for greens and reg, and first for scrambling. Both came last week in Orlando. He's playing some nice stuff, Mito Pereira. Of and course, what, and what part, what putting surface does Mito struggle on? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, bring him to bent grass, and uh, that's his bag, isn't it? 
absolutely mm. his bag. Uh, and we'll all remember him for when he snatched uh, defeat from the jaws of victory at the PGA Championship last year. Uh, but that does show you that he's well capable of getting himself in the mix in a major championship. It's his debut this year. Um, I get that. Um, I've backed him in the top debutant market as well at 6-1. to one. Um, he's against the likes of Tom Kim and Sahith Tikala um, at the top of the market. I think this would be too long for Tom Kim personally. Um, yeah. I quite like Mito in that market at six to one. I've also backed him again in the top South American market at eleven to eight. So um, this is the three man um, or three horse race that one effectively. Uh, so one- if Mito misses the cut, you are going to be slitting <laughs> your wrists, yeah. Uh, all eggs in one basket. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's up against Joaquin Neiman. I hope Neiman. Jordan Spieth and Mito go well this week, mate. I really do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no, nothing, nothing like eggs. Uh, he's, he's talking about Jordan Spieth going wire to wire, Barry. I'm just seeing his shake my ear going, Paul, uh, what are you doing? I this, think you've got, you got <coughs> to speculate. It's not almighty. Isn't this a result of the echo chamber we've kind of found ourselves in the last week and a half, which has just kind of funneled <laughs> us into our bets and made us uh, like dig Not our- only is he going to win, he's going to go. He's going to go wire to wire, and he's going to finish. JT is going to be second. It's like, oh, <laughs> for Lord's sake! Uh, you may mock now, Stephen. You wait. Until oh, next if week. it comes true, Paul, I'll be I'll be here smoking a big fat cigar. Don't worry. <laughs> I love the conviction. I mean, I I feel like I just I feel like we should just throw a fiver on that wire to wire one as well, Steve, just in case Paul might actually be right. It's a it's a very juicy price. If you if you if you can conceive that Jordan Spieth wins, if you can conceive that um, Jordan Spieth leads after the first round, which he's done three times out of nine, mm-hmm. um, he keeps it together in the middle two rounds. He wins wire to wire. Mm-hmm. And you well, your sixteen to one becomes hundred and twenty five. I've backed him first round leader and I have him backed outright as well. So I think I might just take my own advice and throw a fiver on that 125 to one wire to wire. Hmm. It should be better odds, but anyway. um, So I don't have anybody else in the mid range. Obviously we are all sitting on our anti-post max homo bet at 66 to one. Um, and he's since, oh man, he came all the way into like nearly mid 20s and has just sort of been bumped out a bit towards the high 20s. You can get into the 30s on him now. So it's it's really hard. To, I, I guess that's his previous, uh, I guess that's his majors record and his record here at Augusta that's kind of pushed the price back out a little bit, understandably. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I love that the the Potomac angle you brought up earlier, Steve. He he has all the ingredients. Yeah, he, he has he all the ingredients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got he's got that grinding mentality. He has all the raw ingredients there. He's you know all the reasons we've said that we were putting the bet on. He's that trajectory of his career and the 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 level of wins he's added over the last couple of years. You know all all leads towards. A major not being a shock if it did happen so i guess there's just still a question mark over it because because of his you know his majors record and his augusta record so if he doesn't feature he'd be like okay fair enough if he does it'll be a pleasant surprise but not shocking so it's a, mm-hmm. it's a sort of a weird bet it feels great to have it but without you know bullish confidence 
of uh, you know the Jordan Speed wire to wire bet just doesn't quite <laughs> st- stack up. I feel really good about having the bet, but yeah, I don't know what else to say on it. No, Anybody it's got, else got a chance, Max. As you as you say in in the outright market now, um, he looks a little short given all the other factors, but. Uh, for you know an anti pro anti post price sixty sixes, um, I'm happy to have a ticket, and um, you know I know you guys are too, so we'll happily be cheering Max on as well during the course of the event. I put in my uh, preview, my tips preview. I noted that you do get a tranche of forty to sixty six to one winners here. Mm. Willett, Garcia, Reed, Hideki. 45 to 1, 55 to 1, 45 to 1. Willett was 66 to 1. So that's for the past seven. So I wanted to get someone in that area. The one that I went for in the end was Matsuama, who I just think has shown enough recently to give me some faith that. If he is slightly injured, it's not killing him. Um, he won here at 10 under two years ago in trying conditions. I, I was really impressed with him last year when he was 14th when defending. That's a very good effort for someone that does de- uh, for someone that's that basically defending that title. He reminds me slightly of Bubba Watson, who won here in 2012 and then 2014. Playing some reasonable goal, fifth at the players, 15th last week at the Valero Texas Open. Shot a great round on Saturday. And it's his tee to green game that's coming back. He's actually driving the ball straight and long again, which was a big, big problem for Matsuama, and it seems to be cured. Um, He's always been the sort that's got a great approach play and a really nice hands around the green, which is exactly what we're looking for. So yeah, I, I just I plumped for Matsuama at forty to one with Bet three six five. Um, in that in that spot there, eight places each way. The other one, and with this forecast, <clears throat> and just the fact I think this is going to play nasty and pretty tough this way. I just went Tommy Fleetwood. 14th at the Masters last year, 5th at the PGA Championship, and 4th at the Open. So there you go, another player that was in that top 13 at the last major. And you actually look at Tommy here, he's been 6th, 10th, and 9th heading into Sunday. 17th, 19th, and 14th across five, uh, within his last five visits here. And this forecast with the wind, the rain, and the cold—I I, just—that screamed to me, Tommy Fleetwood. Not the greatest converter, get that. But I think as an each-way punt and fifty-five to one bet, three six five eight place each way. Tommy Fleetwood isn't a bad shout. And if Tommy Fleetwood was to win a green jacket, I think the streets of the UK would rejoice. <laughs> Be people running down my village high street going, Tommy Fleetwood's won the Masters. Yeah, we'll see about that. We'll see about it. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I could have got him at a better price 10 places each way, but they were canny enough not to give me any of that. No. 
I guarantee he finishes ninth. I think, and this goes back to Barry's point earlier, does the weather forecast or the conditions change your thinking? And um, I think it does bring in a player like Fleetwood. Um, it makes you think, you know, Fleetwood's got a great record at the Dunhill Links. Um, Till Hatton has got a great record, has won twice at the Dunhill Links. And, you know, we're talking about cold, wet, damp, um, breezy conditions generally. Um, Hatton, I can't really go close to. Um, you know, he had that hand issue, and I'm mm. not entirely convinced um, he'll be 100%. We shall see. But yeah, it bring, brings a, a Fleetwood into your thought process. It brings a Hatton, it brings a, a Justin Rose, who's been popular, it brings a Shane Lowry into the conversation as well. Um, Fleetwood's problem, Fleetwood's problem, unless I've got it wrong, is his problem's actually been off the tee last three to six months. Yeah. And that seems to be straighter. But actually, if you've got a soft golf course where balls are hitting fairways and stopping, that mm. probably works to his favour. Yeah. And you could also say, well, actually, Tommy isn't long enough. But that's not true either, because I've got all of his um, performances going back to 2017 logged. And he's, you know, 311 off the tee, 302, 309 last year off the tee here. So he, he likes driving here and likes hitting it long here off the tee. Yep. It's just that weather forecast that got me. Mm. And I thought, you know, like a Shane Lowry sort. Well, Tommy was the only one that kept Shane actually honest at Royal Port Rush. And let's, let's be frank, for all of his malignment, Tommy can't win, Tommy can't do this, as I said, 14th here last year, 5th at the PGA Championship, 4th at the Open Championship. I tell you what, Patrick Cantlay would have liked those results at the majors last year. Yep. He didn't get them. So Fleetwood can linger in majors. Mm. I don't think this forecast does Tommy's case any damage. No. So yeah, I'm on Fleetwood. I've now got one 125 to one shot. Where are you at, Baron? I'm I'm into the um, the fun prices now as well. Go on, you go. Uh, well, I think we've mentioned them over the last couple of weeks, but I've added uh, back to Kurt Kitayama. Yep. Um, it's it's a guy, you know a guy who's been playing pretty well recently, considering uh, the win only five weeks ago. It is his debut, but. Uh, it's it's kind of a little bit of combo of that and a little bit of a disrespectful price for somebody who is where do I have him the rankings there? Not that not we pay a huge amount of credence to the world rankings, uh, but he's twentieth in the world rankings, and his price is hundred to one plus. Mm-hmm. He's thirteen to two for favourite with Bet three six five in top debutant. Behind Tom Kim, Sahith, and Mita. Yep. There's worse bets. The thing with Kitayama is, and we noticed this a long time ago, he's better when the scoring is tougher. He won the Arnold Palmer, didn't he? At a ridiculously high score. Uh, what did he win that at a few weeks ago? Yeah, nine under par. Two of those three, two of those rounds were very, very windy. So yeah, I get, I get that. And if I look at that, I keep going about TPC Potomac. Kurt, Kurt Kitayam was top fifty, tied with Jason Day. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've I've, I've gone as safe as possible with the bed. I've gone for the the maximum number of places available. Which you know, it's uh, for a debutante. Yeah, to for somebody playing their first Masters to get into a top ten is an excellent result. I'd you know, I was just trying to grab as much space as possible for him to mm. to sneak in there. Yep. Now I'll get that. For whatever reason, Kitayama, I don't know if it's because of his DP World Tour, European Tour background, he's been around a while, even though he's new on the PGA Tour. He doesn't seem to get any kind of respect. But you actually listen to a lot of the top players. They all say Kitayama's a proper player. Mm. So, yeah. Do you want to talk... uh, uh, Are you the same as me, Paul, on your last tip, by the way? I am, yes. You are? Okay. Sorry, Barry, I'll cut you off. Sorry, just on Kiriyama. I mean, the, I wonder if his swing was a bit more aesthetically smooth and silky. The, people would mm. be waxing lyrical about him. But I think maybe it's a little bit ungainly looking. Um, it just doesn't quite attract as much hyperbole about it. But, man, he hits the ball something else. Yeah, I can't really see why he's a bigger price than Sahith Tagala and Keith Mitchell. I don't get that. Mm. To you, a guy that's just won the Arnold Palmer no. Invitational and only got beaten by Cam Young in the quarterfinal of the World Match Play? Yep. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. No, mm. playing some tidy stuff. It is just this yep. debutant point, isn't it? And it's the same with Mito. It's, um, you know, can you overcome that? Yeah, not necessarily to win, but players can uh, get themselves into a, a nice each way payout. And if you're getting three figures for that or thereabouts, then uh, it's, it's that's a nice tidy return. You can back me up on this, Paul, but I went through all of my eight week statistics and I kept seeing a name in there. You know, most clearly, when you go through eight week strokes game statistics, most of the guys at the top of those stats are the short prices. Mm hmm. And I saw a guy that was ranked 15th for approach over the last eight weeks. First for around the green, 10th for tee to green, and 10th for strokes gained current form. And when I went through all of the odds, at the point I was looking at him, he was 150 to 1. Mm -hmm. Didn't make any sense. He's also an Augusta National winner. He won it at 5 under par when the weather was absolutely terrible around here. His game is all about approach and a fantastic around the green game. So I just had to put Danny Willett in. 125 to 1, eight places each way I got on Danny Willett. Yep. Is that is the sort, isn't he? And he, he lifts himself for these um for these big events. Um Daniel Links again, I mentioned a minute ago. Um Daniel Links winner the 2021. So his last win um on the DP World Tour was at the Daniel Links. And again, cold, wet, breezy conditions up there in Scotland. Lots to like about Danny, I think. I put in my in my pr- the Sheffield man doesn't tend to win the Rocket Mortgage Classic or the Johnson Workwear Championship. No, no. he wins Dubai Desert Classics, DP World Tour Championships, BMW PGA Championships. We were there, chaps, at Wentworth. And the 2021 Alfred Dunhill Links Championship. And I know they're not majors, but he is a Masters winner. It is Ryder Cup year. This is a big oppo for Danny Willett, I think. He's playing. When I just looked at it statistically, he's playing the best golf since mid-2019 when he finished sixth at the Open. Mm. 
this stretch of golf is the best that he's played since 2019. Yep. Yeah, he's been solid. In some good fields as well. <clears throat> oh yeah, none, none of this. This is this is all this most you know, it's all designated fields. Mm-hmm. So he's playing against the best. He seems to be. You mentioned his name earlier this year, Paul. Very early. He seems to be a lot more motivated and far, far, far more consistent at the moment. Yep. Ryder Cup, yeah. And just going back to that 2019 when he was playing, that to me was when he was playing at this level. He finished 8th at the Canadian Open. He then went to the US Open and finished 12th at Pebble Beach. And he was 6th at Royal Port Rush. In an absolute shit show. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't think this weather forecast is going to do anything but improve Danny Willett's chances. Yep. No, I'm with you. So that's me. I'm on Willett, 125 to 1. Fleetwood, 55 to 1. Matsuama, 40 to 1. Cam Young, 28 to 1. JT, 20 to 1. Jordan Spieth, 16 to 1. And all I will say is let it blow. Let it blow. (laughs) And let it be Mm -hmm. cold. If I'm there Friday and they're all out there, the patrons are all there on their chairs and they're, oh, it's a lovely day, chaps. Could be doomed. <laughs> Could be doomed. Uh, it doesn't look like it, does it? We'll see. I mean, we, we, we deal with weather forecasts week in, week out, don't we? This one's got to be seriously, 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 seriously wrong to not have some kind of truth about it. Mm. Yeah, mm. there's something coming. Uh, 2023 majors competition. Don't forget, last call sponsored by Bet365. Get your entries in this week. As Paul said, be safe. Get them in by noon UK time on Thursday. Link to the rules and how you get your entries in in the description box. Anything else to say? Should we close it down? No, looking forward to it. Looking forward. Go. On. No, no. I was just about to say, just let's have a winner from one of us. That would be it, or all of us together would be great. Yeah, you know. space wide or wire. You know, it makes oh, sense. God. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start doing these memes and these shorts, and but you know, when Paul says things like that, just snip them and get them out there. <laughs> when you when start playing over and missing the cut on Friday. Listen, when you start placing players on the posted note of doom when they deserve it, Steve, we'll start giving Paul shit for some of his wild bets. Well, Patrick Rogers is on there. Come on, you can't, you can't fall. I've got Denny McCarthy on there for Lord's sake. You're not telling me these players shan't, shouldn't be on the posted note of doom. Is Keegan Bradley on it yet? Not yet. There we go. He's close. <laughs> He's as close as Chris Kirk after uh, Sunday. Believe me. Yeah. Right, I wish your bets go well, especially Paul's, because he seems to have tailed me on virtually all of them, which yes, is my it, concern. It is concerning. We're quite aligned, um, which, um, yeah. well, let's, let's, let's hope for a good outcome of that. Eh? So good luck, Paul. Good luck, Barry. I hope all of the listeners' bets go well. That's I hope your DraftKings teams go well. Mm-hmm. Please bet responsibly, and we'll be back next week for another Golf Betting System Podcast. Enjoy the Masters. Goodbye. If you like betting on golf But everyone that you back misses the cut
get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf betting